Welcome to Compere Financial's Appraisal Report, a podcast discussing all things farm real estate, including land prices, auction information, and appraisal analysis, brought to you by the appraisal team at Compere Financial. Compere is committed to enhancing life in agriculture and rural America. Our guest for this episode is Daniel Colzing, a certified general appraiser for Compere Financial. Daniel, kind of a two-part question to get started. Tell me about your years of experience. What types of of agriculture? What are some of the characteristics of the region? Yeah, so I've I've uh, been working. Well, it started as Eggster, now it's Compere, but uh, I've been here for 14 years. Um, and the the area is it South Central Minnesota is is fairly flat. Uh, that we don't have a lot of big wooded draws or, or real sloping land and, and it's generally speaking pretty productive agricultural ground and it's generally row crop farms and swine that are, are the biggest influences on ag uh, in this area. Well as we get into this discussion I think it's probably appropriate to talk about the the farmland market to begin with because it has been full of headlines here for more than a year. What have you seen transpire in your part of the upper Midwest in the last 18 months? It has, uh, the land market has went wild. I mean, we were looking at anywhere from, you know, 15 to 55% increases over the last 12 to, to 18 months. And it was, you know, a lot of it is related to commodity prices, but um, you know, it's, you know, with everything, I mean, the input costs are higher and the, the profit margins seem like they're getting smaller, but it, that there are very strong farmers out there that have good balance sheets. And then, you know, when a piece of land comes up, uh, that fits into their operation, I mean, they are, they, they are pretty aggressive about, about getting that. What are some of the high auction sale prices that you've witnessed here in the last year or more and we went pretty much from two years ago really good quality land and, and good quality land um, in in my eyes is you know a, a straight field there's good ease of operation the soil productivity the soil pi is is, is good or above average drainage is good i mean that was so two years ago you could get land seven or eight thousand dollars an acre would 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 pick up the large quantity of those prices and and now we're we're ten twelve sometimes fourteen maybe fifteen thousand dollars an acre um for that same same land twenty four months later so it is it has been it is it has been really high and it it's very we have a lot of good auctioneers that that have a very good uh marketing presence in our area and they have good turnouts and and it is it's you never really know where things are going to go but it we we continually um get a little bit surprised by uh how aggressive some of these sales have went over the last uh you know even six months it, it, it's been very high very aggressive you mentioned high commodity prices playing a, a big role and farmers in a strong cash position has this market remain strong through harvest and as we look at the new year how would you describe the market here uh very recently i think is generally speaking in 
southern Minnesota, we have it, it, it has been very dry. We have uh, we had it was wet getting the crop in, uh, or the 2022 crop in, and it uh, pretty much since the first of June, we've uh, here in the Blue Earth and Faribault County area, we have had very little precipitation. But um, there are pockets around our area that I cover that that had those time of the rains or those isolated thunderstorms where they. Um, where they got the rain when they needed it uh, for both the the corn. We got some good rains in August in some spots that finished off the beans. So, you know, they 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 had some some very high yields. And I think even across the board, just with the technology as far as the seed goes and precision planting and and all the technology that goes into producing a crop, that has that has helped producers. Um, you know, be more resourceful for what they have, and and as far as the fertilizer goes and seed goes and and things like that, they've they've been able to kind of even though the the input costs are high, they're on lighter ground, they're putting less fertilizer and and a lesser seed population on the good heavy ground that that is more drought resistant. Um, you know, they they put a little more fertilizer and seed there, and and I think even just the, the seed technology is being able to grow more bushels per acre um, uh, on that specific corn, uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. But I think people are optimistic um, for the crop that they got for 2022 and, and going forward. And on that note, going forward, what are some potential factors that could influence the farmland market, Daniel? Well, I think it's, it's Interest rates are a big thing, and obviously, if anybody's been keeping track, I mean, over the past 10 years and over the past year or 12 months or year to date, um, you know, that the cost to borrow money is a big thing. Some people have cash to spend, but, um, you know, it's, it really is cash is king. And if it, we don't have that glass ball to look at and see what's going to happen six months or 12 months from now, but um, there are around these parts, I mean, there are a lot of cash grain and swine producers so they're they're diversified in 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 those markets so you know they can use the hog manure uh to put on their um their, their fields to help lessen the, the fertilizer costs but um you know having that diversity not all your eggs in one basket uh, i think helps them i mean you can't predict anything but you can do the best you can to you know, try to make sure that you 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 get a profit, and but uh, you know the how volatile the market is both on the the cash grain side um, and the livestock side. It's it's uh, it, 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 it I think it's a lot for those for every producer because of just um, you know one minute you're you're making a, a ton of money and the next minute it's you're losing a lot. So it's. Uh, uh, it's kind of a trying time for everybody, but it's forcing them to, you know, adapt to technology and, and try to be as resourceful as they can with what they have. It sounds like the majority of buyers in your region are farmers, but are you seeing much interest from outside investors? In southern Minnesota, there, there's a handful of guys that, uh, that are on the investment side of things, but we don't, uh, there really isn't a huge uh, they don't have a huge presence in the auction market. There's actually been a lot of guys that had previously investor-type people that had purchased land in Minnesota, but uh, 
the problem is is that our our non homestead tax basis is is so much higher that they've actually a lot of those investor guys have have sold their Minnesota land and have purchased land in northern Iowa because it's uh, I mean the the taxes are almost half of what the Minnesota side is so that's just on looking at a rate of return and you know if you have 15 percent or 20 percent of your land going to taxes well it's, it's five to ten percent down there so that's that's kind of a big thing too is, is the, the taxes certainly there's a premium on the more highly productive farmland are you also seeing more interest in land that might have an additional revenue stream like a, a wind turbine maybe there's some solar farms uh, you know green energy in the counties that I cover, that has not been a huge influence. Uh, I know north of uh, north of where I live, there have been a lot of places that have went to um, green energy, solar farms, uh, things like that. And west, southwest Minnesota is very, um, it, it's pretty saturated with, with wind farms and things like that. But in, in the areas that I work, generally speaking, there are very few solar farms or wind energy farms that are that are around our landscape. What are some other factors, potential headwinds that you're looking at for 2023? Well, I think just, uh, you know, it, it, it's all, we never really know what's going to happen. I mean, it, it, a lot of things change with the markets, and I think just the availability of land for sale, it, it's kind of slowed down. It was, it was, there was a a fair amount of land for sale, you know, up until about uh, early fall, but then it's kind of slowed down a little bit. So, you know, that's, uh, I, I think if people are on the fence, whether it's a person that's retiring or if it's an estate type family that the the kids inherit the land, you know, they're looking at where the prices are at now. And, and I mean, I think it's, if you're going to sell land, it, it's, it's a good a time as any, uh, to sell it right now, but it is, uh, you know, it, it's the, the markets are, you know, we are always keeping track of all the auction sales and what's going on and, and from our counties and other counties, but it's, it's, uh, things change so quickly that it is, it's, it's sometimes quite frankly, kind of hard to keep up with, with what's all going on, but that's part of our job. We got to do our research and, and try to keep up with, uh, all the changes and, and everything that's going around going on around us. There's a pretty strong concentration of hog production in southern Minnesota, northern Iowa. So, should we spend a few minutes talking about those operations and influences on on the value of of those facilities? Yeah, they uh, you know, there are there are some of the counties that I cover that are more heavily concentrated with hogs and have a lot more hog producers. They have, generally speaking, since I started, uh, they have been more aggressive than the counties that have less um, hog, have less of a hog presence. And I think that's it's for over the last however many years. I mean, it's uh, the hog price markets. I mean, are extremely volatile, but they can make a lot of money and they can lose a lot of money. But you know, having that diversity, having those. Um, you know, and a lot of places around here have production contracts with specific growers, whether it's, um, you know, Christensen's or Schwartz or, or those things. So having that production contract, uh, it, it's, 
it's kind of a, a a a good thing because they they know unless there's some un, unfortunate circumstance, but you know they're getting paid for those hogs. Um, so it's just another way for them to diversify their their, their balance sheets and and whether one's up or one's down, you know, it, it kind of offsets each other. But um, it is we have a lot of hog finished barns around here and and curtain sided, tunnel ventilated. They are uh, they, they've kind of figured them out that you know as far as the sizes and and just to make those barns as efficient as possible, the ease of operation for producers to you know care for those pigs and and things like that so it is uh it, it i would say generally speaking places that have more hogs um they around my parts that have, have been a little more aggressive on on the on the land side even so so they can pump their manure and and things like that i do want to give you an opportunity to let our listeners know how they can leverage your expertise and the expertise at compere financial but before that Anything else related to farmland and uh, appraising uh, the value of not just agricultural ground, but also livestock sites, things like that? Anything else we need to make sure to cover here, Daniel? No, I mean, I think we, 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 we covered it fairly well. I mean, it, it's, I think, on the uh, building side or the improvement side, uh, Pretty much since uh, COVID hit, I mean the uh, the supply constraints uh, is still an issue, and that's and and the cost to build a barn or cost to put up a, a grain facility is uh, extremely. I mean that I don't know I don't have the percentage of what what the increase was, but it, but it's it, it, it's a lot, and hopefully that uh, everybody can get those those constraints and get the trucking get the, the products that they need but uh, I guess time will tell as far as when we're going to see you know some price decreases in, in the uh, building material side of things and I guess we'll, we'll just wait and see. So what should our listeners do who would like to learn more about what we've been talking about? Yeah they can go to uh, compeer.com www.compeer.com uh, and they can navigate to the appraisal services page, and, and there's quite a bit of information, uh, reading material, uh, listening type things that they can connect. Uh, there's also uh, a map on there, so if they're in a specific area, they can uh, figure out what, what appraiser covers that county, and they can get, get a hold of them. Join us next time to learn more from our internal appraisal experts. Compere Financial, committed to serving agriculture and rural America. Visit us at compere.com to sign up for our appraisal e-newsletter.